0: Hello, and welcome to the Hope Brooklyn Weekly Sermon Podcast. Hope Brooklyn is a community of faith in Brooklyn, New York that believes wherever you are in your spiritual journey, there's room at the table. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's sermon.
1: So, speaking of traditions at the start of the year, uh, we did this last year where the last Sunday of the year, instead of having a traditional sermon, what we wanna do is we wanna have you guys speak to us. Uh, We've asked people in our community uh, to, to come up and share a little bit about where they've seen God at work this year and what they're excited about uh, for 2019 or any or all of that. Um, so we have a couple people from our community today who are gonna share with us. Uh, I don't know if you know this, maybe you do, but public speaking is the number one fear for humans, more than death, actually. We are more afraid to speak in public. We would rather die than speak in public. Um, so when they, these people come up, let's make sure to give them a huge round of applause and a huge welcome. Can we do that? Okay. Before we do that, kids, you are dismissed. So if you have a little one, um, between ages uh, six and fifth grade, you can go with Grace and John and Steph in the back. Or if you have a tot in between age two and four, go ahead and go on to the back. They will take you up to your classroom. Parents, if you have a a even littler one, a a little infant, there's a little nursery out the doors to the right and you can still hear the sermon. Um, So use that if you so need. All right, awesome. So without further ado, again, big round of applause, big cheers. Going first today to start us off is Arcadio. Where's he at? There he is, give it up.
2: I'm gonna hold this, uh, just come out, it's cool. Thank you, um, it, it, is, it is, there's a lot of fear in public speaking. You're right, thanks for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> I just wanna say I was preparing for this a little bit and as I was preparing for you know, my speech or my talk, um, I was thinking about how difficult that is. So I just wanna say you know, thank you for coming every week and preparing something that is very engaging and entertaining, I don't know how you do it, um, but it's, it's amazing. Um, we're the time. So, and I was thinking a lot about what I would share and it, to be honest with you, it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult to find that, that high level theme in my life, just, just the particulars and working through the, the thought process of it. But um, 2018 was actually a really good year for me. Um, it was a really good year, I feel incredibly blessed and I, I really needed the win. Uh, because the past 10 years of my life has just been very volatile. Um, there's a lot of great things that happen um, and a lot of not such great things uh, that happen. Um, so I'm very thankful for 2018. Um, I will say there was a theme in my life and it, it comes from being planted. Um, kind of a, I don't know if that's a church term, or it's a term used to encourage people to be planted. But I noticed that from being planted, being planted here in Brooklyn, uh, being planted at work, uh, relationships, I I have personally grown. And there's three particular areas uh, that I feel I've I've felt God's presence was one through uh, my love life, my relationship with my girlfriend, uh, Megan. Um, (laughs) Uh, You know, I I thank God for that and it it wouldn't have come unless um, I was planted here. Two would be church and Hope Brooklyn specifically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And three would be my career, my workplace. And you know, I, I kind of made three C's, and if I had a cool PowerPoint, you you'd see them right now. It'd be you know commitment, consistency, and, and contentment. Uh, and I mean that in a, in a great way. So if I'm looking at my, my love life, my relationship with my girlfriend, um, we actually work for the same company. Uh, not working together, very different, different floors, different function. Uh, (laughs) but I I will say that, uh, I spent this past year with her, um, sitting down having lunch with her almost every day, um, spending a lot of time together and just that consistency of of having someone in your life, um, who knows you. I, I remember just a couple weeks back, I was kind of frustrated and I didn't say anything to her, but she came downstairs out of the elevator and she looked at me and I didn't say anything. I just had the blank face and she goes are you frustrated i'm like how did you know that I'm like i didn't even say anything to you she's like i know and vice versa i mean the other day uh, she actually came to visit my family in new jersey and i had had these little pickles these sweet horseradish chips they're called and i prepared a little plate and i brought it over and she was like oh you know me so well and <laughs> And I, I, know, I, just, I know the best way to her heart is through her stomach, is what I always say. So, um, and yeah, it's just, I just, like I, that contentment, that peace, that joy that comes from just knowing someone, knowing what they like, knowing when they're upset, when they're frustrated. Um, I, I definitely see God there. And for me, you know, without delving too much into my past, that was, that was always, it was always difficult. It was hard. Um, I had a good friend of mine about three years ago when I was... Little rambunctious, kind of sit me down, and he actually had me take this Myers-Briggs sort of test for personality type. And you know what came from it was that I was not, I was not very dependent. And I said, "Oh, that's weird. I feel like I get along with people, and I work better when I'm in, you know, having friends and in relationships." My friend Ramon goes, "Arcadio, you're you're as about as dependent as the Lone Ranger." And my first response was, "That's kind of cool. That sounds awesome, (laughs) but is this?" but it's, it's not. Um, it gets lonely um, and I'm really glad that I found someone in my life uh, that I could be consistent with. Um, another area I kind of mentioned earlier was was Hope, uh, Hope Brooklyn. I, I kind of, I had never really belonged to a church. I went through confirmation. Um, as soon as I was done with confirmation, pew, out. Uh, I went into college, you know, had tons of fun in my 20s. Again, met a close friend who kind of brought me back to God. And I was going to another church in Manhattan, which is fantastic, still love my family there. But I was never really sold on the whole commitment and, you know, we want you to be a leader in the church and, you know, start taking initiative and doing this and doing that. And I was like, ah, I want to be a quiet leader, just someone just by example, just just kind of, but do my thing and just help others when it's necessary. So I never really was too, you know, into the, the whole church scene. Uh, I just, it felt too structured to me. And to be honest with you, fakes at sometimes. And when I came to Brooklyn, I just made a very conscious decision. Like I'm gonna go to one church, I'm gonna find one, I'm gonna shop around a little bit, I'm gonna find one, and I'm gonna make a commitment. I'm just gonna go there and just see what happens. You know, a lot of people tell me about being consistent and a commitment, etc. So it wasn't too hard. This was the first church I ended up coming to <laughs> when I moved to Brooklyn last year. Uh, Truth be told, it was very, very cold last year around this time. I don't know if you remember, but it was like negative degrees with wind chill. So I found out this was four subway stops away, and I said, okay, I'm there. Uh, Russ had a fantastic sermon, was invited two, two days later to a dinner. All right, done, done deal. Later, though, uh, I, I joined a table, and I started developing relationships with the people at the table on Park Slope. Uh, Caleb was one of them, and he'll be speaking later. LAUGHTER <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I, I enjoy that. You know, I, I enjoy those friendships. They're, they're very real. And I later was encouraged to lead a table, which I, if this was a year ago, I would have said no way. And I've, I've said no before to other churches. And this time I was honored. Uh, I was privileged. And I, I love the relationships that have come from my table, Entrepreneur's Park Slope, in case anyone's wondering. Uh, we're getting there. Uh, but uh, they're, they're real relationships. I see Jose back there. What's so, up? Thank you for coming. Brings a lot of life into the group and, and everyone else. Uh, I won't rattle off the names, but thank you. And I, I just feel like, you know, the, at the beginning, they're very, you know, light, not superficial, but not deep relationships. We're just talking, having fun. But, you know, people have already opened up to me and I've opened up to them and we've shared each other's lives. And I see I see our relationship growing and only comes from having consistency. i uh, just being present with someone, taking an interest. And I, I'm really thankful for my, my small group and my church for taking interest in me. And I'm, I know I could do a better job, but I, I'm, I feel like I've been taking more interest in my church family and it's, it's not hard. It's, 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 been, it's been good, it's been easy. Uh, the last I'll share is uh, my, my work life. I had, about a year before I moved to Brooklyn, I, I got a new job after being unemployed for a year. And I had a new boss that had hired me and he's, he's a saint. I, I, I love this guy. And he was so encouraging. And you know, two things he told me when he sat me down when I first started was, hey, I'm not a micromanager. Here's what I expect of you. I expect you to um, take initiative and use good judgment. And I loved it. And we had such a close work relationship, but we even spent time outside of work. And we talked about things like God and he's not even Christian we talk about things like God and struggle and, and jokes. And we went to baseball games, all kinds of great stuff. And then earlier this year, he was let go. And his nemesis <laughs> took his place, who is now my new boss, and, and had a hand in him getting muscled out. So I was not, I was not very happy about that. I, I didn't like my new boss. Uh, it was very obvious. There's, and my way of dealing with it was, was challenging my new boss uh, repeatedly. And, and that wasn't good. Uh, that wasn't good. And it finally came to a boiling point where my boss, I did something, what I thought was, and it took initiative and was creative. I sold a new property um, and my boss was furious. I made a sale. You should be happy. I'm in sales. So he, boom, we went to a quiet room, sat me down and he had like these beady eyes. And was just like, you can't, you can't be doing this. You, you got to tell me, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you're acting like, we can't have sales cowboys. I'm like, again, I'm like sales cowboys, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, I realized my job is not to, yes, my job at work is to do well and to sell, but my job for God is, is not to sell. My, God could care less about what I sell and how I perform at work. What well, God cares about is relationships and I wasn't respecting my boss. Um, he operated differently. And even if I don't agree with the way he operates or the way he manages, I, I need to respect him. So I dedicated myself after that. It was a wake-up call to kind of honoring him and working hard, being diligent and doing the way things the way he wanted. And I was consistent for the most part in that. <laughs> and my relationship with my new boss has has grown. And I and we're called to love our enemies and I can see why God says that even though it's hard is because something good can come from that. And before I left for the Christmas break, twice my boss said, hey, I'm proud of you. You did a really good job this year. Even though I did not hit my targets, uh, he knew I was working incredibly hard and I was in a difficult place. And he said, hey, have a Merry Christmas. Joy time with your family. And I knew he was sincerity. He he said that twice to me. And so I I I was glad I just didn't run at the first sight of just struggle and hardship and which I was thinking about doing. Um, so yeah, in summary, like through being planted and both my relationship with my girlfriend, Hope Brooklyn, and, and work, my work relationships, uh, I realized that being planted allows me to grow those deeper relationships, and I'm, I'm not year that in any of those three pillars. There's obviously more I can do, but I, I can see God moving in those areas, and that's it. So.
1: Awesome, thanks, Arcadio. Without another introduction, Liz and Mike Combs and Zeke, give it up.
3: So I agreed to this without having much to say and I really truly hate speaking in public. (laughs) Um, I had to speak at a conference two years ago and I did it but cannot remember anything I said. (laughs) So hopefully I'll remember this. Um, I wrote something down because I'm not very good, A, at public speaking, and B, at talking off the top of my head.
2: I would have read it, (laughs) but I can't read her handwriting. (laughs) No shot.
3: And I may not be able to read it either. (laughs) So um, I agreed to this, uh, really not even asking Mike if it was okay (laughs) as well. Um, So sitting down and thinking about um, what's, what God's done in our lives this past year. I'm going to actually take what Arcadio said because I think that consistency, commitment, and what was the last C? Contentment. Contentment has been a theme in our lives for a long time. Um, I think there is something to be said to um, settle down with one person and kind of have that consistency. It's not as exciting as um, being single in your early 20s, um, but there's a much more there's much more contentment in that, having someone that knows you, you know each other, and uh, someone always has your back. So, (laughs) and I cry. (laughs) Um, So what in 2018 has God um, been up to in our lives? Um, Like I said, I don't know if I can pinpoint a particular way or how, but I do know that he has helped us get through Um, some good things and some not so good things this past year um, together, as a team. Um, Over the past year, we've been through um, the loss of Mike's dad. And then a couple of weeks after that, Mike lost his job. Um, But then a couple of weeks after that, he got a new job. (laughs) Uh, And uh, (laughs) and even, and then a week after that, he got a bike. So now he bikes to work (laughs) and he works in Brooklyn. Uh, But with that new job, he's been given a lot more responsibility, which could be very stressful on him and on a relationship. Uh, With that, I also have taken on a lot more responsibility at work, so that could be stressful uh, as well. We also let our son watch videos, which we said we would never do, (laughs) sometimes in church. Um, So like I said, we've both taken on more responsibility at work. Um, but with that, there's been a lot of joy as well. Um, and as you can see, we have a baby that's now turning into a true toddler whose favorite word is no, especially at bedtime. Especially at bedtime. <laughs> um, we've gone through all of this leaning on God's faithfulness um, with the help of community from you all and supporting one another with a lot of laughs and a couple of arguments along the way. As for what waits ahead for us in 2019, we don't know. Um, I'm sure there'll be some high times and some low times, always hoping there's more good to outweigh the bad. Um, But no matter what is to come, uh, we'll face it together with God and community. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Combs family. Thanks, Zeke. (laughs) And last but not least, Caleb, come on up.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, So I wrote stuff down on my phone, but I don't want to look at my phone while I'm speaking too much. So I might wing it 50-50 for those of you who don't know me. I'm Caleb, Uh, I've been here for two years, so pretty much since the beginning, maybe a couple months late, Um, and yeah, that's that's who I am. I moved from Michigan, um, so that's my background. So yeah this morning uh, during our little uh, prayer circle people were saying uh, there won't be a lot of people showing up today and that was obviously a lie. Uh, This is way more people than I was expecting so I feel like my heart is bursting out of my chest and I might collapse at any moment Um, and it's funny because I serve uh, with Hope Kids and, and for those of you that have children I love your kids so bringing them. But every Sunday I'm here, I'm like, ah, oh, God, please, no kids come today so I don't have to serve. Um, so yeah, I think this is God's way of humor, humoring me and punishing me for uh, my lack of commitment to him. Um, all right, to get started. Um, so I grew up in the church my whole life. Uh, my parents are Christian. They're um, my mom's a choir conductor of a choir of about like 200 people, my dad's an elder at a church of about 1,500, 2,000 people, so um, yeah, I grew up in the church, uh, and there's this little hip youth group acronym that I've always thought of, um, and it's JOY, J-O-Y, um, if you've heard it, it's like loving Jesus first, loving others, and then loving yourself, um, and That's kind of what my theme of my New Year's resolutions are going to be for the next upcoming year, uh, because in 2018, I pretty much focused on the why part, so loving yourself. So I did awesome at loving myself this year. I loved myself daily, um, like without fail. At every moment, I was like, does this Action! I'm about to do love myself and it was hundred percent yes um, so <laughs> it's not a good thing so I, um, but yeah the ways I 'll just go over 2018 um, the ways I love myself is if you know me, I have way too many hobbies uh, <coughs> follow me on Caleb has hobbies on Instagram. <coughs> Um, So I have a lot of hobbies, um, and if you want to ask me about them, ask me later, Uh, but this year I focused a lot on these hobbies and really trying to, like, hone my crafts and kind of really make them something I love and do regularly instead of just working and watching Netflix all the time. Um, But the other two, loving Jesus and loving others, are the two that I really need to work on, Um, and... Uh, 2018 was the year that I found out my two roommates, and they've been my roommates through college and now. So I've been best friends with them for ten years or so. Um, they've both like they've both left the church and they've forsaken God. Um, forsaken is kind of a strong word. Uh, they uh, they they don't they've decided that they won't seek God anymore and. It's been really tough for me um, because they have always been kind of like my bedrock for my faith um, through college because college is obviously a hard time for people. Um, so yeah, I was just, I think hearing that they've both left has been really tough on me um, because I think I've always believed that evangelism will come through my own actions and my own words. Um, not by my preaching or whatnot, but just by being loving and um, a joy to people around me and to hear that the two people closest to you who live with you um, aren't able to see God through me, it's been kind of discouraging. Um, and I know it's not, it's not my responsibility to bring them to God, but it's still uh, my self-centeredness believes that I'm the one that will and, um, yeah, so when I look ahead to twenty nineteen and I know like it's all in God's plan what happens with their faith, but I have decided as a New Year's resolution that I will do something. I hope it's very simple, but is to all my friends and family to just constantly say I love you and I love you um, and make sure that they know that I love them because as it says in the Bible, God is love, so sharing God is I believe a way to bring them closer to him. So that's how I plan to love others in 2019 and to love Jesus. This year, 2018 was my first year serving in the church. Um, I said, I grew up in the church, but I've always felt that I was not worthy or not faithful enough to serve in the church. Um, so I've always, cause I've seen my parents and my sister, Um, and they're like so faithful and they're like superstar Christians and they actually read the Bible and stuff. And I'm like, over here, I'm not doing that as much as I should be. Um, So I've always been like, all right, when I'm ready, I will serve the church. Um, But uh, yeah, Russ, I think this was 2017, but Russ asked me to lead a table and I was like, oh my God. So for those of you who have been in a table with me, I pretty much start the year saying, I'm not a leader, I'm a facilitator. I'm very strong about those that wording because I feel really weird being called a leader. Um, so yeah, that's me. And uh, I also f- serve on Hope Kids and I already talked about, about my faults with that um, earlier. So I don't need to go into that anymore. But um, one second, I have a Bible verse because I thought you're supposed to have a Bible verse when you go on stage at church. <clears throat> all right, so Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human, uh, for human masters. Um, so that human master was myself, and I served the church hoping for fulfillment and hoping for joy through my service. Um, I don't think it says anywhere in the Bible that following God is easy, and I thought it would be, and I thought, um, like, every Sunday that I serve the children, they'd be like, oh my God, I believe in God now, and um, I mean, maybe that's happened. They haven't told me, um, but uh, it's been tough to say the least. And, um, and that's the same with my table. Um, so I think with 2019, the way I'm looking forward to it is I need to stop thinking about myself as much in my service. And I can't search for the fruit of my labor um, yet because I don't know what's going to happen and it's not up to me. Um, so... I have a hard—I had a hard way, or I don't—I had a hard time coming up with a concrete um, New Year's resolution for loving Jesus. But essentially, it comes down to continuing to serve even when it's hard. Um, so I'm devoting myself to the church for at least a year, and that's my New Year's resolution. And even if I don't see fruit, that I just have to be faithful. That He will—he'll prevail. So. Um, that's it for me. Um, I think I pass on the mic over to you. I'm not sure what happens here.
1: Y'all, we keep it real at Hope Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for all those who shared I think something that stood out to me about what everyone was saying. In Arcadio, it was a really good um, scheme that I saw within the Combs and within Caleb's. Uh, there is a process in play and it's sort of hardwired into our natures. And I, th- I think one of the reasons why it's hardwired into our natures is because we bear the image of, of the one who made us. And that is that we were made to be known by others. We were made to know others we can't do that until we first know uh, the one who made us. So the that idea of being uh, planted, what does it mean to be planted? Um, to pursue commitment. Commitment gives way to consistency and consistency we trust gives way to contentment. Um, and that might be a, a perfect way to to springboard into 2019 and what we're heading into as a community and for your own lives. I know uh, New Year's can be um, chances for, for resolutions. I love that. I'm a type three on the Enneagram. I love setting goals. <laughs> My wife does not. I've already made like six or seven. She's like, slow down. It's December 30th, you know? <laughs> um, but I do think there's something special about turning the page. And so my prayer for us as a community, my prayer for, for you as a person, wherever you may be spiritually, and I don't wanna assume we're all in the same place. And um, my, my prayer for, for us as Hope Brooklyn um, is that we would do some deep soul searching. Life's too short to not ask tough questions, I think. And I think it's very easy in our society and it's very easy in this city to go along for an entire year and distract yourself from asking tough questions, Um, to distract yourself from feeling what's really going on in in your heart. Um, And I want 2019 to be a year for us where we actually test God, where we, commit where we pursue consistency and where we see if the promises of God that we do read Bible verses we're told that the word is uh, the Greek word is theo theonoustos and noustos means spirit or breath theo means God so it's God breathed that within this word within these scriptures there is the breath of the divine in a way that it's not present elsewhere. It's privileged, it's, it's, it's heavier. And I wanna see if it's true. I wanna see that alongside with all of you. I, I, I believe it is, I've seen it, but I want us to see that as a community this year. So if you'd stand with me as a community, and I, I too wanna read a passage of scripture and then we're gonna respond in song. And this is actually the passage that I'm gonna preach on next Sunday. God has been bringing it to me over and over. And I hope that this would be the passage um, that characterizes your life in 2019, that characterizes our church and what the Holy Spirit wants to do through us. And Jesus is speaking And this is what he says. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, and you've revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, And no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light jesus we we silence our hearts and we think back on this last year. There have been moments of tremendous joy and we see your hand in those. And there have been moments of tremendous suffering and pain. Lord, help us to see your presence in those two. Jesus, we're, you are the visible image of the invisible God. No one knows the Father except the Son. No one has seen the Father except the Son. And when we look at you We are seeing the one who made us. There are so many... There's so many voices in our world. And it's hard to parse out what's true and what's not. What leads us to life and what actually leads us to death. And it makes it even more confusing because sometimes the things that feel the best actually kill us in the end. But your words say, you say, come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest. Not come to ideas about me, not even come to a church that talks about me, but come to me and I will give you rest. Come to me and I will tell you who you are. My voice is the one that matters. My voice, by taking my yoke upon you and learning my way of life, you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest Lord my prayer is that for 2019 for this community for those who are here today and those who are still traveling as individuals and as a family we would not fight you any longer we would not hold anything back from you we would throw ourselves head first into these words and come to you and then you give us rest Thank you for a family to do that next to. Speak your words to us. Words of life.
0: Thanks again for tuning into this week's sermon. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn, details about Sunday worship and brunch to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org